goal of Data Transformers podcast is to accelerate digital transformation by bridging the gap between business outcomes and rapidly advancing technologies. And we aim to bridge this gap by focusing on data. I am Peggy Sai, top 50 women in tech influencer, co-author of the AI book and data governance expert. I'm Ramesh Danta, an entrepreneur, a tech blogger, and AI enthusiast. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Data Transformers. I'm really happy to have with us today, Pamela Gupta, cybersecurity strategist and CEO of OutSecure. Welcome, Pamela. Hello, and thank you for having me. Pamela, welcome. Uh, this, uh, so we are glad to have you here. Thank you, Ramesh. So, glad Pamela, to be here. <laughs> yes, it's so great to have you here, Pamela. You're really actually one of our first speakers really focusing on cybersecurity, privacy. Um, so I wanted to ask you if you could talk about the traditional approaches for integrating security and privacy into AI systems and why this is a broken model. Okay, sure. Um, couldn't have picked a better question. <laughs> Very passionate about this. Um, and just to give you a brief background, um, I come from a 25 years, a history of a tra track record or history of 25 years of creating cybersecurity programs for Fortune 500 companies. Okay, first as a employee, and then on the other side as you know, as ha after having started my own company as a consultant. But the focus was um, creating strategic risk-based security programs for whatever um, was the context, okay? And one of my Mona Lisa's, as I consider, as I call them, was creating and integrating security and privacy in building security systems, whether it was um, a software or applications or systems, okay? How to integrate security and privacy into that, creating a secure SDLC. That is quite challenging on its own, okay? For conventional system development, integrating security and privacy can be very um, expensive just because uh, developers are not, uh, by their mindset, not thinking about security when they're uh, creating. Mm -hmm. They're thinking more about functionality, right? Yeah. And delivering projects on time. So when you start integrating security, um, there is a lot of consideration in terms of uh, educating them and going through systematically what is involved. That is with a traditional uh, system. When you switch to a AI system, which has not only the complexity of you know, creating the system securely, but it has its own unique points, right? Uh, AI is not just uh, if-then-else logic, right? You program something and then you get something, um, an output. It has the ability to take uh, the algorithm for a part of AI, for machine learning, for example, will not only take a look at how you're building the system, but you're also at the, it's analyzing the data and it is honing its uh, decision-making capability. So there is an added uh, complexity and a dimension to, uh, to AI systems. And that is what is adding that layer of complexity, which requires a different approach. 
So I'll just stop there and, and see if what I may uh, what I said uh, makes sense, and then I'll want to continue with uh, how to fix and what the problems are. Yeah, actually, that makes a lot of sense uh, to us, uh, Pamela. And then, uh, uh, as you're elaborating uh, on this one, uh, as you mentioned, if you could uh, just also take a step back and then uh, the security and privacy, do they always go together? Again, right, I have my own position on that one. Uh, I, we are talking about security and privacy together, but they don't have to go together. That them, each one of them is a huge topic as well. So if you could little elaborate, you know, uh, that, that distinction between them as well. Yeah, that's a great point, Ramesh. Uh, so security and privacy um, often go together, but they're not the same. Uh, they're not cut from the same cloth, I would yeah. say, right? You do need, uh, for the most part, you do need security for protecting privacy, but all privacy is not related to security, yes. okay? So GDPR, for example, highlights that quite well, where when you're talking about what data is accumulated for or aggregated for a subject, for example, which as a privacy issue. And when we are talking about what is being done with that data, for example, which is a very important part of GDPR, right? Mm -hmm. How is the data that is aggregated? How is it uh, purposed and how is it used? That is a privacy issue. And it has really nothing to do with security, okay? So there is a big demarcation. Now, in terms of protecting systems' uh, uh, integrity, in terms of protecting the data, in terms of even protecting data so that there is a uh, integrity of data, which is very important for privacy, right? Mm -hmm. um, that Those are the components that come from security. But yes, you're right. They are not uh, uh, the same thing. So, however, there are two extremely important elements yeah. of um, systems, right? So one, we need want to know how are you protecting the system? How is their confidentiality, integrity, and availability of data? That's that's what security stands for. And then privacy stands for whose data is it, and um, what are you doing with this data, right? Do you have permissions to take the data and do something with it? So th that would be the, my di uh, differentiation. Okay. Okay, so when we talk about um, the complexity of integrating security in AI systems, the problem comes from what I mentioned earlier, that it's not just a system where you feed in some logic and then you get output based on that logic. Right. Here, the system is itself has an algorithm and it really is software. I mean, all AI systems are basically software, right? Um, so they're, but they are thinking and um, they're analyzing the data and they're coming out with output. So not only do you have to protect how the systems are built securely and with privacy integrated, but now you have to think about what are the checks and bounds of those algorithms which are analyzing that data? That's one thing. Mm -hmm. The other is that these systems for, and I'm right now I'm just focusing on a machine learning because AI is a very broad topic and broad area. Yeah. So I'm just talking about machine learning because that's the one we, that we are seeing most pervasive around us, you know, whether it is, um, you know, um, in social media or, or on the mobile phones, et cetera. I'm talking about only machine learning for, uh, for now. 
the way machine learning systems learn is with that algorithm, but it's looking at the data. So the training data that is fed into these systems is exceedingly important that it is not tainted, it is, um, it is secure, the data is coming from a credible source, yep. right? It is secured. And uh, also that it doesn't have what we are seeing out there right now uh, as big issues from AI systems, such as ethics and bias, mm -hmm. okay? So all that doesn't exist in conventional software, right? So how do we protect ourselves from building such systems that not only are they secure and they have the right elements, but that they are producing the right outcomes that we expect? So to solve this challenge of how do you build trustworthy AI, right? How do you trust what you are getting out of these systems? Um, I was a bit concerned because from what I could see, there was a lot of emphasis on the applications of AI, okay? Even for cybersecurity. Yep. How can you use uh, AI for pattern analysis, for um, detecting attacks, for um, uh, various various purposes, uh, um, uh, even identifying attacks, okay, right. et cetera. But not so much on how are we building these systems securely and that we have uh, transparency as to how they're coming to conclusions? What are they, um, what is the logic, you know? What, are they secure, uh, privacy? Um, so here, I, I, let me step back. So in order to, looking at things holistically, because that is what I do, right? Yeah. I look at not only what is a, a current problem, but what can also be as they anticipate a problem. Yeah. And looking at it holistically, what I see as a, a, a rounded, well-rounded approach to addressing the issues in AI, uh, I created a framework called AI SPED. Okay. And that stands for Artificial Intelligence Security, Privacy, Integrity, and Transparency. Okay. So, this can be applied to any AI system, but again, I'm, I'm just going to focus on machine learning systems mm -hmm. now. Okay. So if we look at the problem holistically, based, based on you know, security, why is security an issue? I talked about the data, for example. Yeah. Um, how do you secure the conventional system um, security? That still applies. Are these, um, can a, a perpetrator break in? Can they modify the model? Can they modify the algorithms, right? Mm -hmm. So that leads me to integrity. So when I'm talking about integrity, I'm talking about not just the integrity of the data. I'm talking now about the integrity of the model itself, which would be the algorithm. The outcomes okay. of the model, like given a certain data, is the model always coming out with the same? That's what you're talking about. Yes, can we rely on the integrity of the model? model. Because given the nature of these systems, they mm -hmm. will, they will self-learn, they will um, evolve, they will, it, uh, you know, make different decisions, you know, as they become uh, better and better at it. Yeah. But do we have trust in that the algorithm has a integrity, right? Do we have the business 
checks and balances built into these algorithms. Okay, that's one. Mm-hmm. And the other is, are we, uh, is the algorithm um, hasn't been tampered with? Okay, yeah. so that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. So as you can see, right, even when I'm talking about uh, things that exist in the conventional world, they're very different with these systems because they're added dimensions and that's what brings the complexity. So ASPIT, security, privacy, integrity, and transparency. Security I have talked about, privacy. Why is privacy different for machine learning systems, right? We have been doing this for a while. Can we just obfuscate the data? Can we take out the credit card data, for example? Can we take out, can we mask it? Can we, can we uh, truncate data, right? And solve the Actually, problem so, uh, like uh, we do in a conventional sense. Yeah, one right? good Sorry? example one guest gave, Pamela, maybe that this is what you're referring to. In loan applications, can you uh, take away race as an example or gender? So, you know, that is not impacting the outcome. That's also one of the aspects, you, right? So that would go uh, into the ethical bias and that'll be that are going into into uh, transparency Ramesh. Okay. Okay. okay but privacy i'm still talking about um well you could take out race for example for privacy reasons but that okay. would not be um okay even if we go with that right we're taking out data we obfuscate it but the very nature of these systems is that they are built to um, take pieces of data and come to uh, analyze right so they, uh, what AI systems can have the capability of doing is even if you obfuscate the data, you truncate it, you take it out, they can take pieces of um, uh, unrelated data and piece things together, okay? Mm-hmm. So just because you take it out in, um, uh, for example, um, for a credit card application, for example, you're taking out the address, but mm-hmm. they will, uh, because you have so much other demographic data in the system, it can piece it together as to what a person's status is, for example. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's still so that's identifiable. Yeah. Right. So even if you obfuscate or you remove, but if there are any snippets of data that exist, which may have partial information, um, the machine learning system will be able to kind of piece that together. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that now we are on the privacy part. Okay. Mm-hmm. Integrity, I talked about already, as in integ- making sure the algorithms are not being tampered with. Yeah. Okay. And then transparency. How do we know what decisions are being made? And this is becoming a requirement, a federal requirement right now, for example, for a financial institution to be able to explain how are they arriving at certain conclusions? I what see. is the what is the process that they um, going through and coming to their conclusions? So you see, AI Spit is a very business focused, is an organization focused um, formula, if you want to call it that, for building trust into the outcomes and building, uh, making sure that these systems are secure. Okay. So um, again, Spit stands for security, privacy, integrity, and transparency. Hmm. So I, Pamela, I, very great explanation on these principles and certainly I've never actually heard the combination of security, privacy, integrity, and transparency all put together. I think I've 
heard it in um, different pieces. Um, so with that said, is this model a, a risk assessment score to help companies close the gap? Or what exactly is the outcome if an organization uses your SPIT model? This is a model to build, really, and make sure that there are the right stakeholders involved in each part of your uh, the machine learning or the AI system uh, build process, okay? So this is a model based to, uh, on, um, on you know, certain frameworks, and it, it kind of combines the identification of who are the right stakeholders in a company or in an organization, doesn't have to be a private company, who need to be involved in building these systems. Because remember, one of the things I talked about was integrity and transparency. Are we getting the right outcomes? Do we have the checks and balances? That is extremely important in when building these systems, that the right stakeholders are involved. And this is not a, um, a data scientist kind of an exercise. So if you take, take things back to what I was talking about in my Mona Lisa of the, uh, of the conventional system development security, right? Mm -hmm. That was the developers, right? In the modern day, uh, I mean, in the AI context, it's gonna be data scientists, but this is not a siloed approach, okay? And AI SPID is really talking about how to operationalize trust in the build process, meaning who are the stakeholders, who needs to be involved at what stage, and how do you build this at each and every stage? Okay. Hmm. So actually taking a step back, Pamela, on in this, the AI, right, as the deployments are going, and then you uh, speak a lot uh, about these in the industry, and then you also blog and write a lot about these things, right? In practice, what, I mean, uh, even those AI people could argue that is the early fronts of the overall deployment, what are you noticing, right? So um, are, are organizations taking this seriously? Are they still focused on the functional outcomes of the ML models and then this security, privacy, integrity and transparency, any of the elements are, are the big, have they come as an afterthought and then, okay, so when it's like one of those things, right? So un until you're caught, you're good, right? So when, if some exposure happens, then we'll worry about it. So what has been uh, the reality? So what I'm seeing out there are limited aspects of any of these components, okay? That is, um, let me talk about two, two aspects, okay? okay. One is, um, how are uh, organizations approaching AI building process? Okay. And then, then uh, there's the other aspect, which is the regulatory aspect. Okay. Yeah. What are regulations out there? Um, who's doing what, you know, uh, is there a regulation out there to make sure that we are doing the right thing? And these go hand in hand, correct? So um, in terms of what I'm seeing out there out of security, privacy, integrity, and transparency, what I'm seeing is, for security, there is a limited, almost a limited kind of a approach, okay? Mm -hmm. When people, when organizations are creating these models, they are, uh, for example, making sure that the data is secure, all right? Um, that is what the approach is for security, okay? Okay. okay. 
That is not enough, though. It's not enough. Right. If the data is tainted, and if you're not verifying the source, for example, then that security uh, of making sure the training data is secure doesn't really make sure that the model is going to be secure, right? right? So, that, so that's one example. Um, another focus that I'm seeing a lot on, and there's a lot of rhetoric on, is around um, ethics, right? That are these systems being built uh, with ethics um, baked in? And that kind of goes into that whole transparency um, um, part of my model that I'm talking about, that what are you building in and whose ethics are you making uh, building in? And what, how are you taking decisions? So if you have it, uh, not only checks and balances, but also some kind of explainability, then that is um, what, the spit model would address. So to answer your question, are companies taking this seriously? I would say some are, um, some especially the ones who are regulated are taking it seriously, but I am not seeing a very good robust holistic model out there, okay? Mm. That will, so there are some models out there, okay? So uh, there is, um, there is, uh, let me think. Um, um, Fairworks, uh, there's, let me think, give me one sec, I'm going to uh, dig through my notes and see there are models out there, but they are focused more again on the functionality and not so much on what I'm talking about, which yeah. is a good yeah. model for building this job. I mean, that, that was my, uh, that, that, that's the reason I asked the question because uh, that was my observation as well. Uh, right, uh, you hear about this big, uh, the mortgage uh, again, right? So the examples we, we in the past, we talked about uh, outcomes of uh, you know algorithms coming up with who is eligible for the mortgages and all kinds of stuff, right? So until until they become public, it's they've been going on. Right, right. And then you know our mentality is not not going to change, right? If you're a business owner and you're uh, or any organization, you're building a machine learning system uh, for a particular function, right? So that mindset is still there, right? We are building for functionality. We are not looking at it from a risk management perspective baked in, okay? Um, and even if we are, then I just want to make sure that we're looking at it holistically and not just one aspect for, um, for the risk, okay? So risk management, I would say, is extremely important and is not discretionary anymore, right? As we're building these systems, just because of the really, really high impact, almost tectonic impact of these systems. So it's not, it's really not a discretionary, which then takes us into regulation, okay? Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you liked what you heard today and would like to hear more, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite player like iTunes and Spotify. And please do rate our podcast. Also, please go to our website, www.datatransformerspodcast.com for more episodes, blogs, and information on our speakers. Thank you.